we started a conversation that was titled, why can't you hit your target? And my intention at first was to address the realities or the intentions for those who claim to have a type or a preference while also failing to understand the ever changing aspects of humanity and how we sometimes use that humanity to deviate from our types, preferences, or standards. And I wanted to approach this new direction that um, kind of came over me before I was able to get, to follow up on the first draft. Mm. I want to subtitle this from first love to first love, right? And it chronicles the time that you initially first fell in love in your youth versus now falling in love as an adult and how many times you've deviated from what you told yourself was your thing through that span of time and use that to help you understand why it is very possible that your standards should update 100%. as much as possible throughout your experiences in love. The very first time that I think I fell in love, I think I was in third grade. And it wasn't even because I liked this person. It was because of how much this person liked me. Right? And right. I'm not going to say her name because I'm knowing that, you know, social media <laughs> is very ever present and I don't want to put anybody, you know, on no type of front street. But the reason I like this person was not because I actually liked them. It was because of the way she liked me, the extent to like where she would go to show how much she liked me and it wasn't even really the the like aspect it was just the attention of it all it was like wow to be to be fed in that way was like impressive so i think that like looking at myself now and realizing that i probably didn't fall in love again until my late 20s and how much of an introvert that I am as a person, like um, how attention or too much attention makes me feel weird or makes things very uncomfortable. Like, I don't think that I took the time to really assess what changed about me mm -hmm. in that gap of time. I just go back out into the dating world as I am with, with all of these unsettled differences. So this is what I want to use now as the focus or the guideline for this conversation. So what are your thoughts so far as we go into okay. this? Okay, uh, so far, I like where it's going. You know, you said first love to first love. And so in my head, I said um, introductory, introduction to love and mature love, you know or somewhat matured love and I totally mm -hmm. see where you're going. I, I for me, I feel like innately I was, you know, building 
um, what love looked like. You know, I was always experimenting and taking what I learned and applying it, you know? So, like, that's just, like, Mm -hmm. on target for me. And I guess there's a part of me, you know, easy in someone else's heart trying to figure out, like, why wouldn't everybody else do this, right? But I know that, you know, we all are different. So, of course, this might not be the natural course that everybody takes when trying to determine what they love and who they love and why they love and why they find themselves in a committed relationship. So this is definitely going to be a learning experience for me. Um, I am going to effort not to be so opinionated from my comfort zone in this conversation (laughs) Um, because Mm. it's so, I feel like this topic will seem simple to me, right? But I'm I'm going to try to see it from a different place of where this could be like the challenging part of it. The challenging part of right, right. moving from, you know, youthful love to mature love. And so that's where I am. That's my input as of right now. I think like when I actually sat down and prepared for what my thoughts were going to shape into, I realized that change today, at least for my vantage point, seems to be the enemy Mm. to love in today's, like, dynamic. Like, the idea of changing what you said versus what the landscape is requiring is, like, terrifying for people because of all of these unsettled differences that you come into these encounters with people with like you haven't really sat with yourself at all through all of these breakups like this is why you hear people saying like you know singleness is so important Mm -hmm. depending on how you use it because it's the opportunity to understand all of what has been happening mm-hmm. to you right. over the course of your life. And when you look at yourself for the first time, um, most of us enlightened people call this shadow work. Mm-hmm. When you look at yourself for the first time and then realize that you've been inconsistent since the third grade. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> yeah, like... Again, you know what I'm saying? Like, think about this and how deep this really goes. Have you ever, like, seen or even been the person that has became intimate or acquainted with a person? And when it was all said and done, you say to yourself, I don't even know why I was with that person. I don't even know how I ended up with so-and-so. Because you just know that it was something in that moment. It had nothing to do with your preferences, your type, your standard. It had nothing to do with nothing. You just, for some reason, made a decision that in that moment felt good. And you've been doing that hmm. since the third grade. Listen. Because, again, my moment, my moment was it's 14 to possibly 15 other boys in my third grade class that I probably see and recognize to be a lot better, a lot more comfortable, a lot like a lot of a lot. Mm -hmm. But she chose me out of all of that. Mm. 
and I I know what that did for mm-hmm. me and what that felt like. You know what I'm right. saying? So you go into this headspace of not being prepared for what you're going to feel or how you're going to be distracted from what you've determined for yourself. And you'll look back over your life and you say, I've been doing this for God knows how long. And I don't know how to rear myself into a different direction now that these things have happened. Yeah. I'm about to blow your mind with my response to what you just said. So um, I'm going to take a guess or stab at the fact that I can't relate because um, like I always knew why I was doing what I was doing in regards to seeing people. Right. Like I went through stages. I went through intentional stages. Like I'm telling you, like I've always been in a little uh, scientific lab with my preferences and likes and trying to see what, what would get me. And I remember at this stage of my life, I, I intentionally gave this one guy a chance and I did not find him physically attractive at all at all right but i was working on myself Mm -hmm. i was working on myself and i I didn't want to be shallow in that way okay and i wanted to give him the opportunity of being who he was and seeing how i related to him and how i felt with him with not focusing on attraction it did not work out Mm. uh, in the end but it wasn't because of the lack of physical attraction it was because we were just in different places in our lives, right? But um, what I found out is um, a lot of a lot of the initial apprehension that I felt was, you know, all ego based. Like, what are people thinking when they see me with this guy? Right? Are they are they judging me? Do they immediately be like, oh, she could do better? Like, what are they thinking? I don't know if you've ever seen it or if it ever happened to you, but you could be out with somebody and like, say for instance, you're getting up and going to the restroom and somebody's trying to get your attention subtly. So they're not getting your man's attention. I don't know if you know that that happens, but that happens. Right. And I don't play like that. Okay. So I'm shutting every man down that's trying to get my attention as I go to the restroom. And I'm shutting every man down that's trying to get my attention when a woman left the table. Like, I shut that down. I don't play that way. So, like, I straight egg dudes. <laughs> so, like, if that was the thought, if that was the try, if that was the effort, I wasn't giving that any play because I have decided to deal with this person for reasons that I have, you know, did that for. And I'm committed to that. I'm committed to my decision. And that's, I think, what I do. And that's why when I, when at the end of something, I've never just like, oh, why did I do that? I knew exactly why I did it. I have, that's not the question I have. It's like, what did I learn? What did I learn? Right, right. What did I learn from this? Right. And, and I understood that I could stretch myself in that way to where there might be issues based on differences, the way we see things. Like we might not, See eye to eye on everything. Can I deal with a guy? Well, he might, he might not look the way I want him to look. Can I deal with a guy? He might, you know, any reason that we can give ourselves to why we would not date somebody I have played with just to see the outcome. And they all end the same. It's always just been not being the compatibility, like not being in the same place in life or wanting different things from life or just not, uh, Wanting to invest time and energy, you know? So it's right, it's always right. been that. 
But that's my little sidebar to your point about, you know, having that question after relationships, because I know that's real. And that's great. That's great that you have that, you know, Mm skill set to, I guess, refer back to when things are what they are. But for a lot of us, like I said, that don't, don't, it's almost like we look at the world as the assailant. Right. And I forgot to add, I'm sorry, BJ, I forgot to add, I asked the question more so in how did I get here now? You know, because me and my husband, we've been together for like ever, right? And there are some situations to where you're just like, what? (laughs) You know, just to be 100% real in this moment about like the progression of relationships and what happens over time. I feel like once you're in a committed relationship, you like and married, you might ask that question more than you do when you date. How Mm -hmm. did I get here? And it don't Mm -hmm. necessarily be bad all the time, but you do be puzzled. I cannot take the true um, question (laughs) that you have when you get to certain places in life with people that you know you love and you're willing to work on and adventure with in these weird places but that question is still very real and i just had to say that and now you can go that i just wanted to finish my yeah. my point yeah so that leads us into um the first frame mm-hmm. of thought that comes to mind when um we get further into the conversation why is it that all of our standards are built on what we feel we deserve versus what we feel we can handle. Uh. Because that, the reason I asked this question is because almost never when a person reads their attributes off to you, do you hear people say in love, I have the ability to adapt. Hmm. You never hear people say that. You always hear what people feel like they've either become or what they've been through in that process. You never hear that I have the ability to pivot. I have the ability of adaptation or whatever your phrasing is that that actually lets people know that no matter where love is going, I have the ability to change with the times. They'll always tell you, based on their experiences, what they expect. Mm. You know what? You have a very valid point. And initially, when you first said it, I said to myself, well, when people are, you know, just meeting, maybe they're not thinking about the challenges that they would face once they were in love that they might actually adjust with, right? Maybe that's why you don't hear that. But then you think about it long enough and you do realize people are just speaking to what they want based on, like you said, what they've been through. They're not they're not speaking mm-hmm. to what they could possibly deal with. And I don't think a lot of people like I know you've had to have heard at least one woman say they like a challenge. Right. Because I think we all secretly like a challenge. Right. I think that's the reason mm-hmm. why the the good guy feels like he finishes fat, uh, finishes last, because he feels like maybe he's too nice and the woman messed over him. Right. But 
I mm-hmm. I do not think the way that people anticipate the challenge looks like them being challenged with how to overcome relationship issues. Mm. Mm. So how do you No, that's not the question then. As a woman who possibly is every bit of deserving of what she may be asking for, but she lacks the ability to pivot. And the pivoting may simply be to put yourself in the position to get what you want. But your attitude in the very position that you stand in makes you believe or feel that it should come to you. How do you not see that as detrimental? Oof, BJ. Um, I'm tapping into my deeper self. (laughs) Um, Because, again, this is so easy to be like, well, duh. You know, Um, but I I can see, because, you know, you often speak to the women are about the women who I have to assume you saw in life, you know, you were probably raised by mm-hmm. and, you know, befriended mm-hmm. and have tons around you that were taught not to take no crap from no men. Right. And, and right, if right. that is the upbringing, then how do they even know that pivoting is necessary? Right. So right, right. it's kind of, they don't know how or don't know that it's necessary yet and don't know what it looks like. And, 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 and might actually feel foolish to be honest. If, if in fact the woman that you know and love, not, not anybody woman in particular, but the one woman that you've experienced the most, if they are like that, then how would they know what pivoting requires are like, what do you mean? What do you mean? You're not everything that I want. What do you mean this isn't easy? What is it? What do you mean he doesn't want to do something that I feel like is necessary to my happiness? What do you mean? <laughs> if you can't, I'm going to find somebody who can. Done. Bye. Right, right. right? Isn't that isn't that the sentiment? So, like, mm-hmm. honestly, as foolish as it might sound yeah, to me right. and even coming out of my mouth, um, I think, like, how do they know? If everybody has told them men are supposed to cater to them and their every whim and their every want and desire and need, what is this foreign pivot you speak of? Right. Because it's it's such a complex thought process to challenge yourself with. Like I look at stuff that like you're saying, you know, um, women have been reared in a certain um, headspace to where they don't feel as though they need to do mm. much pivoting. Right. But then there's things that are being said to people every day that requires a pivot. But nobody knows that this is the action that is needed to be made in order for the connections to actually happen. So imagine being told, 
a man who findeth a wife, <laughs> but you're never where the men are. What? Like, how does he find you if you're never in vicinity of where most men are? So therefore, he's not going to see you at all because you're never present where he is. But check this out, BJ, because in the fairy tales, uh, the prince was always in the thick of the woods with his knife, knocking over trees and that mm -hmm. and whatever, trying to get to the castle and was going to fight the dragon and any obstacle that was in his way to get to the woman. So that's what they expect in reality. Yeah. He has to find me. Right. So if it, okay, another frame of thinking. Right. So if let's just say that you not the only woman that stands in the position of deserve and another okay. woman in the same position as you takes initiative. Mm. And you get to you get to experience her before you see him. And this is what I mean by that. You see this woman cross your path heading in the same direction you were going to. And she gets to the man first. Okay. You got to size her up. You see everything that she's not based on what mm -hmm. you see in yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you look at him and say, well, how did you pick that when you see me? How did you end up with this versus the the top notch the top tier you begin to tell yourself that there's a disconnect in what men are choosing because again it comes from the idea of not even knowing like how we started the conversation she just may have given him some attention that he's never experienced before and he likes this feeling but here in here in your heart you feel like i'm it <laughs> but again you didn't get your ass up and go trail like everybody else did so check this out bj because this is hilarious i love the way it kind of presented itself to me so mm -hmm. when we were in high school me and my uh friends uh when they would tell me that they liked the guy because i was always the character and they were really really pretty girls um i was like you like them Okay, so you just need to go walk by and throw your lunch away and turn around and say, did you see me? And then that'll do what you needed to do, okay? Mm. <laughs> that'll do what you needed to do. Once he see you and you and, and you ask him like that, that's going to spark up the conversation. If there's something there, y'all going to find out, right? And they always just laughed it off because they felt like, you're silly. Like, who does that? I'm like, seriously, go over there and be like, did you see me? And some, one of my friends did it because she's crazy just as crazy as I was at that point. And, you know, her and the guy exchanged numbers. He laughed at her like, yeah, I see you. I see you all the time. And, you know, that's how it went down. And so mm -hmm. I feel like in, in the scenario that you just, you know, painted, it's like, yeah, you might be all this and all of that, but you got to understand perception, right? And that might just be to you, friend family, mm -hmm. loved one, sister, and it might just be to you. And the fact that she was visible, okay? Exactly. And you maybe weren't. 
is the only thing we need to talk about right now. The fact that she was walking towards him is the reason. The reason. The fact that the the fact that she was easier to access is the reason. The fact that she had intent to be in his eyesight or pass up his line of eyesight. The fact that her intentions were more aggressive than yours in regards to having a man, being with a man, experiencing a man mm-hmm. is the reason. So with that being said, where do we go next, BJ? Right. Because we don't got to spend too much time there. I mean, that's that right there, that, like, I don't, we, we really have to um, get off our high horse when it comes to what the man is supposed to do to get the woman that he really, really wants, right? Right. Because right, right. honestly, the man don't know the woman that he really, really wants until he meets her and talks to her. And if you somewhere waiting to be approached while these other women who are not holding themselves to to your level of um importance you know, might be good as you, might bring exactly what you bring, might offer exactly what you offer, yet they have made themselves more approachable because they're actually walking towards the men as well. Right. And so we have a a much greater conversation about why you can't hit your target because your target practices are rusty because you have no aim. And you, you are looking at everybody pivoting while you choose to sit on your standards. Everybody, Ooh, do you know what you just said, BJ. Yeah, like everybody oh is God. moving around. Everybody is experiencing what the landscape has to offer, and are now deciding, okay, a pivot is happening, and you just choose to sit on your standards. Which, again, is a very noble thing. Nobel Peace Prize to you. But again, why can't you hit your target? If you're saying that I'm deserving of all of what I stand for or sit in because you haven't moved. If you're saying if what you're saying is true, how come everybody bossing up but you? And you have to ask yourself that, like even the most humble, the most prized or the the most accomplished person has to have a point in their life where, yeah, I have it all, but I don't have what I want. Mm. Like it's it's hard to it's hard to swallow that because that's the biggest pill you ever put in your mouth. But again. It's a question that you have to ask yourself. And this is like why I said like, no, I have to wait to talk about this because the next draft is going to get into why I changed the whole direction. Okay, cool. You know, that's that's insight for me, guys. You know, <laughs> y'all not going to know why he just said that, but I absolutely do. So, um, okay, what I want to say, first of all, to... um them missing the target because they have no aim right Mm -hmm. and i i need people to see that beyond 
the target and the the bow and arrow, right? Mm-hmm. I need I need them to see that in your you know rested position of you know resting in your femininity, because he who finds a wife is you know mm-hmm. still somewhere lost, ain't found you yet. And you're not supposed to um, exert any energy, right? Of course, because mm-hmm. no, why would you? However, with your lack of aim, you are aimless. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> aimlessly waiting <laughs> mm-hmm. and calling it patiently waiting um, for something to happen to you. And the reason you are so successful in every other area in your life is because you exerted energy in those areas. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) That's why you were successful. And in this one area, and this is crazy to me, but I'm going to stop easing y'all hard. Uh, This one particular area, y'all have decided that y'all ain't got to do nothing special. <clears throat> mm. Mm. Oh okay. yeah. All right. I hope I ain't piss y'all off because I want y'all I to hope. come back for the rest of this. <laughs> because it's like it's so important. It's so important. And understand that the only reason why I can kick you in your back is because I've been kicked. Like I've been kicked a number of times with like self-awareness and accountability like this is why we have these hard conversations because it's not absent from us i'm not pointing a finger because again there are three fingers that pointed at me before i pointed at you yep 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 uh and i think a part of pivoting is uh addressing the well-meaning lies we were told guys oh yeah Uh, oh yeah yeah, they man. meant well when they told us. They meant well when they told us what they told us. They did. They did. But we're in a different time and nobody was prepared to where prepared for where we were going to end up mm-hmm. to have given you advice that would be relevant for this day and time. Yeah, for sure. For so sure. We got to we got to come to terms with some of these things being expired and outdated and useless at this point. And it's going to be tough, but we're going to do it together. So um, yeah. that is Rough Draft 2. Um, I'm not saying omit Rough Draft 1, even though that was the initial process. But, mm-hmm. um, of course, we're going to go through these and tie it all together. So I look forward to you returning to hear the next draft. But this concludes Rough Draft 2. Thank you for listening. See you guys soon. Tune in next time to see who gets love from BJ Crystal Clear.